This is the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Joyce and Ford. Hello everyone, I'm Scott Montesano and so excited to have you join us on a program that highlights the local sports around our wonderful region, youth, scholastic, collegiate. We cover it all, not only with my commentary, but interviews with the athletes, coaches, administrators themselves. Coming up this week, hey, it's hockey season. I know it's hard to believe, but it's hockey season. We talk to Chris Ratzloff, the head coach of the Chippewa Steel, and touch on other topics as well. So let's not waste any time and round the bases locally. We're dropping this episode on September 11th, so the middle of uh, September. And don't forget, we'll have new episodes pretty much every other week through the spring season. But uh, dropping this on 9-11 and a date that obviously immediately conjures up images, conjures up memories for a number of people. And, uh, of course, everybody hears the, the tagline, never forget, going beyond that. By the way, don't forget to, to teach the young generation about September 11th and always include, if you want to include the sports aspect of this, remember it wasn't just the day, but the weeks that followed and how we all felt and how simple joys like going to games became something that was very cherished. I remember going to a random Colgate University football game about a week and a half after 9-11 and thinking it was the coolest thing ever. I'd gone to a lot of Colgate games and what have you, but it was the coolest thing to be amongst people once again. And there was this camaraderie and, and you started to feel the return to normal was the, the key thing. So as we uh, talk about 9-11 and as big sort of milestones come up in future years, the 30th uh, anniversary, though anniversary isn't really the right term and that kind of thing. Let's, let's, let's always remember not just the day, but the weeks and how for many of you out there, including myself, sports was an outstanding uh, unifier to all of that. Well, of course, we want to talk sports here. We've got that conversation with Chris Ratzloff, the head coach of the Chippewa Steel, coming up. Yeah, it is hockey season, but it's also football season. And, and, and let's not forget baseball still going on, but it is football season and high school football season is well underway. We now have the conferences ratcheted up. The conference schedules are now two games deep as well. This last Friday really felt like the first football Friday of of the year. And there's a few reasons for that. And not just the weather, though the weather was idealistic on Friday night for high school football in the area, but it felt like the first true Football Friday because you're past the Labor Day and you've got the NFL getting going last weekend. You're a couple weeks into the college football season. Schools are all in session. You now have where it's available, the bands and the cheerleaders are are participating and, and, and you've got all of that going on as well. It felt more like high school football 
on Friday night of this last week. And now everybody is, uh, and once you get past Labor Day, everyone's thoughts and ideas and their sort of patterns change. And speaking of ideas and patterns changing, want to highlight Eau Claire North, Eau Claire North high school football and look at what the Huskies are doing of course they had that dramatic win a couple weeks ago they beat Memorial in the Crosstown showdown for the first time since 2008 and just this last week went up to Superior and beat Superior program that has gone through ebbs and flows and right now seems to be going through an ebb but when you're north and the last 15 years have mostly been an ebb, that's still a big win. And the North football team, 3-1 and one overall, importantly, 2-0 and zero in the Big Rivers Conference, they are one more win away from having a shot at the playoffs. Three wins, you got a shot. Four wins, you're in the playoffs. And how amazing would that be for the North football team? Was talking about this on our Talk of the Town program. This is a program, the North Huskies football program, that we've gone over it numerous times and people have talked about in the community. They were an afterthought for many years. Winless seasons, multiple winless seasons in a row. Maybe get a win here, maybe get a win there. But they weren't really weren't a force in high school football, but here they go. They've kind of turned the corner, it looks like, and have themselves a program and a testament to not only the coaches that are there, but also to the players, the athletes that have been able to build that program back up. And we've seen North do it in hockey. A decade ago, there were legitimate talks of North hockey co-oping with the likes of Altoona. And while North football never had real discussions of co-oping with anybody, you know those conversations existed from people in the community saying, eh, what are we going to do with North? The, the roster numbers that North had in years like 2016 and 2017, they were small roster numbers. Kids simply were not playing football at North. And now it is completely turned around They've got themselves one win away from having a shot at the playoffs. And they've got a game against Chippewa Falls coming up this week that they've got a good shot at winning. Now, Chippewa is still the Cardinals, and Chippewa is still a very solid program. But North has themselves an opportunity to get that third win. Chippewa Falls has a, just a handful of seniors this year, as Chuck Rakovich has Sort of a rebuilding process underway in Chippewa Falls. Got solid talent there, but they have a younger team right now in Chippewa Falls. So here might be an opportunity for the Huskies. Uh, was thinking of this. We talk about the numbers at North rising and getting kids interested in football and all of that. I, I just thought of this when we were just about to start the program. I wonder how much there's been a little benefit from the redistricting that happened just a few years ago. Remember the redistricting that happened a few years ago? I wonder if that's helped out at all as far as increasing the numbers at North. But that's a that's another 
research project for another day. Uh, getting back to the Huskies, quarterback Peyton McCracken, six touchdown passes. He's nearing a thousand yards through the air. Cameron Olson on the ground has over 500 yards. He's averaging more than five yards per carry. So a big credit to the offensive line. Brady Jensen with three touchdown receptions. Defensively, Taylor Frederick with 30 tackles. And uh, New Penninger with 24 tackles. So North football, a legit shot to get into the playoffs. Uh, they need one more win to have a shot at it, uh, and they would need two. That uh, two, I think, would clinch a playoff spot. Uh, so keep an eye on the North Huskies. Staying with football, blue goal football is two games into the season, two games into the highly anticipated Rob Erickson era. Boy, oh boy, everybody excited about the hire of Rob Erickson, and rightfully so. It just seems on paper to be a good fit, and anybody Rob Erickson comes across in the area, it's sort of like he's got a trail of a trail of rainbow behind him, because when he walks on through a room, everybody can't help but smile and, and have vibrant colors around them. He is very much what you would want as your football coach. He's got a pedigree of winning to begin with, albeit not as a head coach, but he's got a pedigree from winning programs as various assistants. And then he's just a great salesman for your program. And that is very much a part of the job as well, to be somebody that can win the rubber chicken banquet circuit. Give the speeches. He does very good at that as well. Now, this is going to be a multi-year process to get the Blue Goals to be top three, top four in the WIAC. Nobody's expecting anything to happen in one year. Next year, you can expect maybe some things. By year three, year four, I think I think we might be looking at some very exciting things. But UWEC football won their first game. Dramatic win against Concordia. Moorhead. Uh, a solid program out of the Mayak. I was there, fun game at Carson Park. It was a hot one, though. It was hot. And that kept the crowd down. It kept the crowd engagement down as well. On that Saturday of the, the Labor Day, it was, you know, mid-90s, man gravy. You, you're standing out there uncomfortable. It was a it was a bad day for, for football, but still a fun game to watch. But then the Blue Goals turn around this last weekend have a humbling experience at Coe College out of the American Rivers Conference. A humbling experience. Lost 44-14. to Game was over with early in the second quarter. Defense, a major issue last season. Continued on this year. Blue Golds fumbled the opening kickoff. Recipe. They didn't play winning football. They didn't play good football on Saturday. Is it disappointing? The outcome on Saturday, I said it's a humbler, 44 to 14. Is it disappointing? Not that you're thinking playoffs this year, but it is disappointing in the case that you want the days of games being over in the first quarter in the rear view mirror. You want to get those days over with as quickly as possible. You know, on a national spotlight on Sunday, Dallas whooped up on the New York Giants in the NFL. 
you don't want to have a lot of those games. If you have games like that where you're out of contention in the first quarter or you're out of contention early in the second quarter, it's hard to get a read on anything that you are doing. So that's one thing the Blue Golds want to try to limit, those games that are over with by the time they're going into the halftime uh, into the halftime dressing room to discuss things. And I have full faith, I think a lot of people do, that Rob Erickson, as things progress, that's going to happen. I don't think what happened on Saturday is going to be the norm. Now, trust me, I saw a lot of games like Saturday over the previous uh, five seasons. I watched every single snap of the previous five seasons before this year, <laughs> having, having, called, having called the games. And particularly last season, you had some games that they were over with pretty early on. You want to stay in these games. If you can stay in these games, that's how you ultimately end up winning them. And maybe in due time, you're the one reversing it on somebody else and you're putting it out of reach in the first quarter and the second quarter. Uh, something to keep an eye on, by the way, I've not seen reports out today, though we'll probably get something either in the TV news tonight or the paper tomorrow. Uh, Quinn Faust was in at quarterback for the Blue Golds. Harry Rubidoux's been the starter the last two plus seasons. Uh, you wonder if there was an injury to Harry Rubidoux. Uh, Rubidoux threw one pass on Saturday, according to the stats, if you're to believe that. But uh, Faust was in at quarterback uh, the whole game. So you uh, wonder if there was an injury to Harry Rubidoux, uh, Quinn Faust coming in. At what juncture did that, if there was an injury, did it happen last week? Or was it a coaching decision? We'll find out more on that uh, probably with. Uh, uh, Rob Erickson's weekly media availability and word of that will come out in the next uh, day or so. Uh, again, I don't think, by the way, what happened on Saturday to the Blue Golds is going to blunt the momentum and the good feels around the program. Uh, if you follow, if you're on social media, especially if you have X, all right, or or Twitter. Uh, you, you look at all the people that are committing to the program. You look at all the you look at all the excitement around people that want to be a part of the Blue Gold football team. I think it's Brady Gravold, one of the assistant coaches. Uh, he, he he'll choke up. He he chokes up uh, your your ex timeline with uh, repeated tweets about uh, uh, you know various players that have committed to the Blue Gold program for next season and in two years. That's all exciting. That's all exciting. Players want to be a part of this. Uh, keeping it with the Blue Gold, by the way, uh, Blue Gold men's soccer, uh, of course, made the NCAA tournament last season as an independent in just their second year. Let that sink in. We talked about it last year. Let that sink in. That's not normal. It's not common. It's really not feasible. <laughs> but they got in. Last year, and obviously high expectations as that program continues to develop, they had a heck of a challenge on Saturday when two number one Chicago lost four to one, but still got Chicago on the schedule, went down to Chicago, lost four to one over the weekend, still high hopes. Imagine if they could get in to the NCAA tournament again and host 
this time. And let's not sleep on Sean Yango's women's program. Couple of dramatic wins over the weekend, uh, winning in uh, the waning moments of their games. Same thing. Interest is growing in soccer for the men and the women with the move to Simpson Field. And boy, if you could host WIAC title games, if you could host NCAA tournament games, that is ultimately the goal. Hey, it's great to get into the tournament. It's great to be in WIAC championship games. And if you're in them, they still happen, but it means a lot more if you're able to have them at home. And that's the next step. Well, again, our interview this week is with uh, Chris Ratzloff with the Chippewa Steel. It's very much football season and fall sports season. And hockey really will not populate your TV until October. But it is hockey season in the area. North American Hockey League season is underway. Chippewa Steel, amazingly, their sixth season. Feels like just yesterday. But their sixth season in town, the Chippewa Steel, and they are back, began their season over the weekend, lost at home to Kenai River, a team, by the way, that's got one of the best logos there is, a grizzly bear feasting on a salmon. Outstanding logo. Uh, but the Steel lost plenty of games to go, and the season's going to go through April. So, again, one loss is not going to bury you. Uh, they've got games coming up this week at the at the NHL Showcase, and then they've got home games all throughout. Uh, the Steel, though, last year broke through the local sports clutter. Finally got that playoff appearance. They become more of a brand in the area. Crowds were starting to pick up last season. Judging by the photos I saw over the weekend, good crowds, or a good crowd on Saturday. And uh, didn't get out there last year after I had announced nearly every home game of theirs and a few road games in the, the team's first four years. Didn't get out there last year. I've got to get out there uh, this year. Uh, but again, does, does, doesn't feel like hockey season. Soon enough, it will. Uh, still a local connection. Joe Kelly and Peyton Platter both return, uh, both former members of the Memorial Old Abes. And new head coach, Chris Ratzloff. And we chat with him here in a moment. Uh, Chris and I share a common uh, connection. Uh, he played in the USHL with the Des Moines Buccaneers. Now, albeit it was not when I was there as the, the voice of the USHL's Des Moines Buccaneers, but we both have memories of uh, the, the arena in Des Moines. And uh, I could fill up a two-hour podcast with stories of that arena in Des Moines, but uh, we'll share that for another time when we have uh, time to kill. Right now, we don't have time to kill. We'll take a break, hear from uh, Craig Toyson with Toyson Ford, and then when we come back, conversation with the new head coach of the Chippewa Steel, Chris Ratzloff, as we continue on on the Sports Watch program. Hi, this is Craig Toyson. And at Toyson Ford, whether it's buying a new vehicle or having your current one repaired, we take customer service very seriously. And a big part of that is making sure that we have the same familiar faces each and every time you visit. We take great pride in the longevity of our staff, and it shows in the kindness and the good care we give each of our customers. But don't take our word for it. Read our reviews online and ask anyone with a Toyson sticker on the back of their car. They'll gladly tell you why you'll find a friend at Toyson Ford. 
And the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toys and Ford continues on. Hey, we're still at the very end of baseball season. We're working football in, obviously, but it is also rapidly becoming hockey season as well. And the Chippewa Steel, amazingly, uh, this is their sixth season in the area. They have been around the area for a while now, and they just began their recent season over the weekend, a home game against Kenai River. They've got the NHL Showcase coming up this week, and then a plethora of home games at the end of the month into October, and right on through March and April. And if uh, all goes according to plan, playoff games late April right through May. Chris Ratzloff, the new head coach of the Chippewa Steel, is kind enough to join us. His first year as the head coach of the Steel, but he's been around the junior hockey game for a while. Chris, thanks for joining us. And I know this weekend didn't quite go according to plan, but it's a cliche, but it's very true. It is a very long season because you pretty you almost play for a full calendar year when all is said and done. Yes, thanks for having me, Scott. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, the, the, the opener didn't go the way we had planned. Um, but we saw a lot of good things. We're a young team and, uh, it's going to take a little, a little time for them to get up to speed, but, um, you know, we outshot Kenai, um, they were heavy with veterans this weekend and they took advantage of our mistakes. So we're, we're working on cleaning up our mistakes, taking care of the puck a little bit this week, and hopefully we can get, get moving in the right direction for the showcase this week. I know you had a couple of exhibition games before Saturday, but there's really no replacement for for the live fire for you as a coaching staff to see what has to be improved. Correct. Correct. Yeah, the 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 exhibition games were great, and the uh, the younger guys they they gained confidence and looked to be feeling more comfortable. But you could see that they were gripping their sticks a little tight Saturday night when we had a, a near full building and. You know, it was it was for real. This week coming up is the NHL showcase, uh, which for the last you know about 15 years has been right at the beginning of the season. When I first got into the league, my God, in 04, 05, working up in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, used to have it in the middle of October. But now it's always been uh, it's early in September. Explain to everybody because they see the NHL showcase what the purpose of it is. Now, these games count, but it truly is an opportunity for guys to, it, it really is a big meat market. Nearly every college hockey program and a few of the lower level pro leagues are represented at this thing to take a look at guys. Yeah, that's correct. It's um, the games do count, uh, but what it is, is it's a, a weekend where all the teams from the league are all in the same building for four days so it gives uh, a, a central area for all the scouts to come see all the players. Um, we've already actually had NHL guys reach out to us. So it's it's not just the lower level um, pro leagues, but also the NHL. But pretty much all Division One schools will be represented. Um, a, a whole bunch of the Division Three NCAA schools will be represented. It's a it's a great opportunity for the the players to showcase their talents, their abilities. Um, and I think the, the the main reason why they moved it to the date that it's at for the last few years, um, it's it's before the college teams get into full swing. So it makes it available for all the coaches to be able to attend. So it's uh it, it's a great opportunity and it's quite a spectacle to see 
uh, those those rinks at Blaine, you know, just full of scouts from all levels. And anybody that's got a chance to ever get out to that thing, make sure you do. If you uh, if, if you love hockey, that is a hockey lover's dream. Uh, that week uh, over in uh, over in Blaine, and 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 part of me, by the way, you are you are right. This is this league has become much more of a league that the NHL has looked at. Obviously. The steal with uh, Adam Gajon last year getting drafted, and he's moved on to the USHL this year. But uh, this is a 15, 20 years ago, the, NA, the NHL really wasn't looking at the North American League all that much. But now this is a league where uh, the National Hockey League does have their eyes on, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. And, uh, you know, I think it's just a testament to how deep hockey's become um you know the the number of elite players um you know the ushl the bchl just can't hold them all so um you know we've got quite a few players in the na that are you know they're looking to uh either get get college scholarships or move up to the ushl there has been uh at times some younger guys in the north american league but i know it really has remained a league that has been it's hard to call 19 and 20 year olds old but it tends to be a little bit more of a viewed as an older league which leads to at times a different level of play it's it's kind of fun to see guys who maybe are the quote-unquote late bloomers they didn't really shine when they were 14 and 15 but here's their chance to show hey i'm 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 very good aren't i correct yeah that's correct typically it is an older league um the model that Casey built here in Chippewa has been, you know, stay younger. And and that's what we're going to continue to do this year. We've uh, we've only got four 20 year olds on our roster, um, which is which is quite a bit less than most of the teams. But, you know, we're, we're looking at talented younger guys that we can hopefully get the development that they need to move to either the USHL or maybe go to college early. And, of course, if you get some guys younger, you get a chance to get them back for two, in some cases even three years, and uh, that helps to build a program as well. You're, of course, getting used to the team. There are some returners back from last season, but how long do you feel as a coach, you've done this before, does it take you to get a feel for what your team's true strengths are and how you're able to manipulate that with what your goals are, where you have to change, what you want to focus on. How long does it take for you to really feel like you've got a hold on what your team is going to be? You know, there's a there's a learning curve for both uh, myself and the players. I think I've got a pretty good grasp on what we've got here for talent and, and what our identity um, will probably look like. Um, I think the the challenge is to to you know have it's easy for me to to adapt. It's it's tougher to get twenty you know, 25 guys to get all on the same page of kind of what the new systems are and and what, you know, what we're going to look like. There's going to be, you know, it's not no drastic changes from from the way Casey ran things around here, but it's it's some minor things that, you know, it's going to take a little while to, until they until they see, you know, what what the expectations are and 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 my style, you know, it's just different. So I think we're, we're well on our way to getting all on the same page. Um, but it's it's been fun to to meet the new the new guys and and just see the the talents that they have. I think this is one of the the cool things we, when we talk about uh, uh, hockey and in particular junior hockey because it starts 
before the NHL starts. Uh, their training camp is just about to get going, but here we are in the North American Hockey League. The season's underway. USHL is getting going, all the major juniors. When I do minor league baseball, there isn't much difference between life in May and life in August. But in hockey, it's different. You're with these guys through Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, uh, Valentine's, right to when the, the, the thaws happen and we're in the spring. How do you manage over all that time, not just the physical, because for some of these guys, especially the new guys, it's a whole different thing. Even if you play 60, 70, 80 games of midget level hockey, it's different at, at the junior level. But how do you manage the physical, but also the mental? Because it is such a long season. On top of that, for some guys, away from home for the first time. It, it's it's a lot to handle uh, that isn't just uh, throw a puck on the ice and have the guys slap it around a little bit. Yeah, it, it is a lot different. It's 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 a lifestyle, you know, they have to adapt to, like you said, being away from home. Um, we might not play as many games as they did in midget, but, you know, they're spread out over a, a lot longer time. Uh, and then the other thing is just physically competing in practice every day. Um, a, a big thing is just, you know, making sure that these guys are eating, eating right, um, taking care of their bodies, staying healthy. Um, and the, and the big thing is just making sure they're getting enough sleep. You know, we, we know how we are when, when we're not getting enough sleep, you know, men mentally, maybe not as sharp and maybe a little irritable. So I think that's, that's the big thing, just kind of learning what the lifestyle is, you know, how to, how to take care of yourself. And, you know, the challenge for us is as coaches, you know, keep it fresh, keep it, keep it fun. You know, we want to make sure that these guys come into the rink for six, seven months every day. Um, uh, you know, hopefully all the way into middle of May to the Robertson Cup. Um, we want to make sure that they're having fun when they're here. You guys have a whole host of home games. And as I said, this team has uh, been around the area now for quite a long time. It has become established. And I know as last season was winding down, this team finally got its opportunity in the spotlight, uh, meaningful games in March and obviously in the playoffs and the crowds were picking up for people that, haven't been to a game and shame on the people that haven't been. What can they expect when they get out to a steel game? Here's your chance for that, that elevator pitch. Here it is. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an exciting game. It's, it's watching, um, you know, elite level uh, 16 to 20 year olds that, you know, you might see in the NHL someday in the case of Adam, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll uh, continue to progress and he'll be there. Um it's it's a great family outing you know the, everyone can have fun we've got something for everyone um but it's it's fast it's physical and it's it's exciting and again that's chris ratzloff the head coach of the chippewa steel kind enough to join us as they got done with their season opener on saturday they get ready for the nehl showcase this week and what is a very long season as you heard me mention in that interview when it, when it comes to junior hockey, those guys are together from, think about it, through Halloween, through Thanksgiving, both Canadian and, and American Thanksgiving, the holidays, they're, they're together through MLK Day, President's Day, Valentine's Day, right to when, the, when, 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 when we're to the spring. They're, they're together through Easter, for heaven's sakes. And if they are, if they're very, very good, 
and they get all the way to the finals, you're together to pretty much Memorial Day. So it is a long, long season uh, that you are together for junior hockey, and they have just gotten their sixth season underway, the Chippewa Steel. Check out their schedule on their website. All right, we're back with you in a couple of weeks, a fresh edition of the Sports Watch. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.